You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Welcome to Hawk Talk Recap Edition. I'm Michael Bumpus, along with Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 30-23 to at home and get back in the win column. Let's break this all down and figure out exactly how they did it. See what had happened at first was... What had happened was on Hawk Talk. Victory. Simple as that bump. That's exactly what happened. Yes. The Seahawks take down the 49ers. And let me tell you, man, victory is so sweet, especially when it's against the 49ers. Because honestly, bump, when that game started, there was a lot more red than I'm used to seeing at Lumen Field. So it made me feel really good in a warm place in my heart that a lot of those 49er jerseys got sent home after buying them expensive tickets with an L. Shout out to my friend Katie Chan. Uh, she showed up pregame, you know, talking a little noise, and I had to let her know. I said I'd mention her on the podcast if the 49ers won. <laughs> I'm going to mention her anyway because they did not win, so love to see it. Russell Wilson is dominant over the San Francisco 49ers with a 17-4 and record, including the postseason. So, Bump, yeah, man, first win since uh, Halloween. You know, when I'm typing that, I was like, that can't be right. But, you know, the bye week, and then Seahawks lost three straight. So, it's been a long time coming, and it wasn't necessarily pretty the whole way, you know. But the Seahawks got it done where it counted the most, and that's on the scoreboard. But, bump, fireworks from the jump. After a three and out, Travis Homer gets the Seahawks on the board with a 73-yard touchdown on a fake punt on fourth down. And that just goes to the film study. I mean, to call that play backed up in your own territory, you know that you're going to have success. And for Travis Homer and Tyler Ott and those guys to just know what they're doing on that play was, is great for the Seahawks. But after that bump, it looked ugly. 49ers score 17 unanswered points, take a 17-7 lead. The Seahawks had a ton of negative plays and even faced a second in 43. At that point in the game, Bump, what were you thinking? <laughs> Did you have faith that the Seahawks were going to figure it out at that point? At that point, I'm um, I'm a little suspect. I know it's second and 43. I'm like, I don't think I've seen those numbers at Lumen Fields since I've been covering the Seahawks. And it, you're right, it just looks sloppy. Never, Nothing seemed to click. But going back to that that fake punt, um, that was a side adjustment. I heard Travis Homer speak. He goes, look, man, we got in the huddle. We saw the personnel that we lined up. Everybody knew off of this look, this is what we're going to do. So the coaches got them ready, but the players still had to execute. But then after that, you're right, man. The Niners, they start looking good. They're moving the football. 17 unanswered points. Second and 43. I'm thinking, come on, fellas. Come on, fellas. We, we can't be doing this again, but somehow, some way, they kept fighting. Absolutely, man. We had a moment in the press box looking at each other like, man, not not again. I kind of had the, that feeling, and luckily for me, I wasn't playing on the field because these Seahawks hung in there, got things going after that. The Seahawks responded after that with a nine-play, 63-yard drive, ending with an Adrian Peterson touchdown, making the score Team. 17-14. Uh, AP tied Jim Brown for the 10th most touchdowns all time, and I believe he's like fourth or fifth all-time in rushing touchdowns. So great to see Adrian Peterson making a contribution right in his first game with the Seahawks. On the other side, though, George Kittle. Man, tired of talking about that man. 
<laughs> every time, nine receptions, 181 yards, two touchdowns. He had a crazy 48-yard touchdown, tiptoe on the sideline, made the score 23-14. to But good for the Seahawks. 49ers would miss the extra point. But this is the moment where the Seahawks continue to kind of find themselves offensively. They answered again with another long drive, eight plays, 65 yards, ending with a touchdown pass to Estridge. Called by Michael Bumpus right before the play in the booth. So nice job there. Um, the Seahawks trail 23-21 to 21 at the half. And then, Bump, walk me through the next crazy sequence to start the second half. Man, start the second half. 49ers get the football. Nick Ballard does what he does and forces a fumble on the opening kickoff. You feel the energy just change in the stadium. You feel it happening. The Seahawks will get the ball on the three-yard line. Who do you go to? The tight end who's been producing the last couple of weeks. You go back to Gerald Everett. Similar kind of concept to what we saw the week before when he scored his touchdown. Russ throws him a football. He's wide open. I mean, wide open. All he needs to do is catch the ball and turn. He turns before he catches the football, fumbles that thing around, and then kicks it up. I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to kick it to himself. He's like, look, I'm trying to make this play. Man, he kicks it up. 49ers end up intercepting that football, and you feel the mood just change in the stadium but that defense that Seahawks defense stands tall Jimmy G and them are backed up they drop into a pass and Carlos Dunlap grown man's this offensive Ooh. tackle bull rushes him puts him on his bottom or as Rabel would say on his wallet gets to Jimmy G grabs him down safety sack we've been waiting for Dunlap to make a play hasn't played a lot but had a very efficient day yesterday absolutely and at that moment you kind of feel like okay the Seahawks are in it again. They're making plays defensively, offensively. They kind of us when the tide really turned. Both teams after that would trade punts. Quandre Diggs came up big, intercepting Jimmy G again the second time of the ball game. Bobby Wagner had an interceptor earlier in the game. Ran it back to the San Francisco 28-yard line. And Russell Wilson in that offense would take advantage, hitting Tyler Lockett for a 12-yard go-ahead touchdown. And the Seahawks, man, at that point you felt like the game was over. The defense got a couple more stops. The Seahawks would drive the length of the field, and they're about to ice the game. And then a nice little shovel pass to Gerald Everett, and he fumbled on the goal line, giving the Niners the ball back. And I just felt, like you mentioned earlier, for Gerald Everett, man, he had a really tough day at the office after playing unreal football up into this point. He's been one of the better. And recently, in the last three games, he's been one of the only bright spots on the offensive side of the ball. So really tough day for Gerald. He's going to bounce back bigger and better than ever. So felt for him on that. But that set the 49ers up to make things interesting. Seahawks are only up seven. They drive 12 plays, 95 yards, all the way down to the Seahawks' three-yard line, setting up this fourth and goal with the game on the line. With a single setback, Garoppolo looks. Ball is tipped up in the air. It's going to fall to the ground. The Seahawks are going to win this football game. The fourth and three pass was tipped at the line of scrimmage. I don't know who tipped it. But I want to go down and shake that man's hand. I might have been Dunlap. And on fourth down and goal from the three, the Seahawks take over. And they'll have one knee, and this game will be over. And the Seahawks will break a losing streak that has been unlike anything the Seahawks and their fans have seen in the last decade. You can just feel the excitement from, from Steve Rabel in that call just you know, just getting it out, finally feeling that victory, feeling the Seahawks have so desperately been chasing the last month. Um, they got into victory formation and sealed the victory, beating the 49ers. But, Bump, you know, looking back on that whole game, you know, 
What are your biggest takeaways from the win and specifically the offense figuring things out and finally getting into a rhythm for the first time in quite some time? Well, you, you need a win. You don't care how you get it. You don't care what it looks like. You don't care who contributes. You just want to get a W. So first and foremost, I'm happy for those guys to be able to do that. Second, we saw explosive plays from DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, something that we haven't seen from both of them in a few weeks. When you have the dynamic duo out there, you have to get these guys to football, and that's exactly what we saw. We also saw Russell Wilson slowly start to play better. Now, he's one of our playmakers. We'll talk about him in a minute, but uh, he looked healthy. He looked decisive. He struggled at times, but he found a way to kind of stay out of it. And now this offensive line played better. Russ was still sacked four times, still has some pressure on him, but they played well enough to allow Russell to get down the field and make some throws. Now, the run game wasn't great either. You know, you got, what, 90-something yards rushing, I believe. Uh, 70 of those yards came off, off that fake punt. But when they got down in the red zone, they could run the ball well enough to be a threat. So what I saw was a team who battled and did just enough to win. And in the NFL, that's all you need. This isn't college football where you're looking for style points, even though even though style points are great. Right, know, I would right. love a nice little 30-0 game, but that just doesn't happen often in the NFL. So um, they're looking good, man. And they beat a quality team. This isn't Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the 49ers right. who are playing really good football. They like to run that thing. They didn't run for the yardage that they're used to doing. So now overall, man, satisfying win and got it done at home. Second time this year. Yeah, and one of the things that you, you brought up, DK Metcalf having an explosive play, I honestly think that saved the game right there. Because if you remember, the Seahawks were down 17-7, to driving down, and it was third and 14 because Seahawks had a tough, a, a tough little sequence there. They called a timeout because the play clock was getting down, then ended up taking a delay of game right after that. It was third and 14, and you at that point, you weren't really confident what the Seahawks were doing at all. They hadn't had any explosive plays, and that big – 33-yard pass to DK Metcalf really changed the game, set up, you know, eventually Adrian Peterson getting that touchdown. So that's really where the game changed. So good to see that too. But let's show some love to some other guys, man, because Rashad Penny, Travis Homer, guys like that that didn't necessarily light up the scoreboard in terms of stats and a box score, but a guy like Rashad played his best football we've seen in a couple years. Yeah, it's nice to see Rashad be explosive and get back up. The last couple of times we see him make a big play, he gets hit, he goes down, he's on the sideline. We don't see him for a while. Um, and you see the burst in the dude. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you see it, you're like, man, it's there. When he is healthy, he's one of the most explosive and the fastest player on the football field. Nice to see him. And then Travis Homer has two of the oddest touchdowns yeah. of the year. He's got an onside return. He scooped and scored. And then he has that fake punt. You talk about utility guy. I mean, that's Travis Homer. He's typically in when it's time to throw the football, and now he's a special team specialist. And then D.S. Gridge getting his first touchdown, man. We're saying a lot of names we usually don't talk about. Yeah, no, love to see the youth movement. And we got to figure out a way because I think Nick Ballors are already a lock on special teams, like a lock yeah. to go to the Pro Bowl. But we got to get Travis Homer some love, man. Get out there on social, hashtag Pro Bowl vote, tag your boy Travis Homer. We got to get that man to the Pro Bowl, too, because he's doing a lot of things. He's taking a lot of heat unfairly over his time in Seattle, but he's definitely contributing to this football team in a lot of major ways. And the last thing I want to say before we get into playmakers bump is another shout-out to some more love to the offensive line. Jake Curran got in the football game as well as Stone Forsythe. And if you're Stone Forsythe, who's really barely played this year, you've played, you've been active a couple times, maybe done a little special teams here and there, PAT. But to now be active and you hop in the game and Nick Bosa is lined up in front of you, that is a tall task to step into. And I thought he did a great job helping these guys out. 
I'm just glad we got to see him, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for Forsyth, baby. It's unfortunate he had to get in this way, but right. he stepped in, did a decent job. Love to see it now, Bump. Let's get into some of these playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Show them what time it is! Holy captain! All right, first playmaker, Russell Wilson, 30 of 37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. That wasn't his fault. This was his best game since he's been back. He passed Joe Flacco for fifth place for the most passing yards in a quarterback's first 10 seasons in NFL history with 35,781. He is eight weeks removed from his injury. His injury is supposed to be a six to to eight-week type deal. He comes back in four, Mr. Unlimited, doing what he does. But now... I feel like his mind and his body are in sync now. They're like, look, like we know you've you kind of pushed the envelope coming back, but now you're officially back. There's something that happens to an athlete when like your mind and your body connect and you you firmly believe it. I know Russell Wilson believed that he was healthy this whole time, but when he looks at that 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 injury report and it says six to eight week injury, and now he's in his eighth week and he's going into this game, mentally it has to do something for you. And I saw a guy who looked confident, he's looking healthy. Made a couple of runs, got down, got outside the pocket, did some things that we were used to seeing. I mean, without Russell Wilson, this offense doesn't go. Very efficient day. 30 of 37, 231, two touchdowns. Yeah, a couple of other things about Russell I liked. You didn't see a ton of, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you saw Russell missing some open guys. The ball was sailing on him a little bit. He did overthrow DK a couple times, but it wasn't the same type of overthrows that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. So happy to see that. And then the other thing is a shout-out to his toughness, man. The 49ers were bringing it with that defensive line. That's one of the best units in the National Football League, without question. Their speed and physicality. And he took some shots, boy. Right around his head, he just kept getting up, kept fighting, kept his team in it. And he did something that was kind of unique and unusual on the sideline during the game. He brought the entire offense together as they spoke. And he I don't know exactly what he said, but he got the troops around, fired everybody up. And from that moment on, this offense kind of got on the same page started to click. You saw different voices, different leadership out there. So love to see Russ get back to being Russ that we know and love and who's been that way for the last decade. So love to see Russ getting back on track. Another playmaker, Tyler Lockett, Mr. Consistent, man. Seven receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown on eight targets. Scored the go-ahead touchdown in the third quarter. And that's that's Tyler Lockett. That's what he does. He's Mr. Consistent as long as you give him opportunities. I love to see him getting eight targets. He should be getting eight targets minimum per game, him and DK. Tyler Lockett, you can always count on him. He's going to make the difficult catch. He's going to be there when you need him. He's going to be in his spots. I mean, he's a, I said again, he's a, a, a quiet, humble superstar who you can depend on. Travis Homer had three carries for 80 yards and one touchdown. Second game this season where he scored a touchdown on special teams. Now, those... That, that stat might trick you a little bit. Three for 80 and a touchdown. So 73 of those yards was on that fake punt. And he was gone. And what wasn't yeah. no catching him once he got outside. <laughs> he was out of there, man. And um, Travis Homer, in moments like that, like he's standing there. He's like the personal protector of the wing type right there. And you know you're getting this football. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. You can try to get out too early, fumble the snap, not get outside, run into a player. But he keeps his composure and knows if he can get to the second level, he's gone. He's extremely fast. I mean, if you don't know that about Travis Homer, you see they don't use him running in between the tackles often. It's usually outside because he's just a fast human being. Travis Homer, man, we talk about Nick Ballore, definitely the special teams captain, best special team player in the league. But then you throw in Travis Homer, man, he's, he's made some huge plays. 
Yeah, love to see at University of Miami stand up. Travis Homer doing his thing. Uh, D. Eskridge, three receptions, 35 yards, one touchdown, his first NFL touchdown. So I'm hoping I'm hoping he kept the football. I know EK and all the equipment guys are all over that stuff, so I'm sure they got that first one for him. So love to see the rookie come back. He's overcame so much this year, only played in one game, had a really bad concussion, had to go down, see all the specialists, been out, finally came back the last couple of weeks and starting to get his feet wet in the league. And there's a lot of potential there. I think he can do a lot of good things to help this offense. So really good to see him get out there and start to find success in his rookie season. He just has to adjust to the NFL game. Um, You can see he's fast. He's quick. um, But you have to play at a tempo that fits what an offense is asking you to do. And at times, it seems like he's just trying to do too much. Um, But as he as he gets these reps, he's going to slow down. And I'm really excited with this for what this kid can do. Rashad Penny, not the best game statistically. You look at the stats. Well, it didn't carry 35 yards, one reception, 27 yards. But he had a couple runs where you see it. You're like, there it is. All right, overall, he contributed over 60 yards of offense to this football team. But the most important thing is he came out healthy, healthy. Um, I'm, I'm going to – Penny's going <laughs> to be in my prayers every night this season. Penny, we're sending love your way. We want you to do great. We want you to stay healthy. If he can be in this rotation and help out Adrian Peterson, get DJ Dallas in there, Travis Homer, the oddball man, who knows what can happen. And then bring back Alex Collins. The more horses you have in a stable, the better. Absolutely. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Defensively, man, let's go. Playmakers, Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks. The guys in the middle of the field making it, making it happen. Bobby Wagner, nine tackles, one pass defended, one interception. Jordan Brooks, 11 tackles, one TFL, his fourth straight game with 10-plus tackles. Both of these guys are going to have over 150 tackles when it's all said and done on the year. Just absolute tackling machines. And I just love the physicality they played with yesterday. They, you know, Jordan Brooks is getting better and better and better each week. He's showing you why he was a first-round pick and why he was taking over Patrick Queen from the Ravens, who's also a nice player. But I think people are finally starting to see why the Seahawks front office drafted 56. Jordan Brooks is a hell of a football player. He's adjusting to life in the NFL. He's doing a lot of different things that they didn't ask him to do when he was playing at Texas Tech. So love to see the maturity there. And he's, he's learned from one of the best to ever do it next to him and Bobby Wagner. So love the guys in the middle of the field making plays. Bobby Reed and Jimmy G knowing he wants to get the ball in the middle of the field. And on one of the other plays, he had an amazing drop that set it up, you know, just get he's been getting depth on a lot of those deep over routes. So he's he's making plays and I love to see it from fifty four and fifty six. Bobby's getting so much better playing the middle of the field. Even if he doesn't get his hands on the football, he's influencing those throws, right? He got an interception today, but we saw last week where on that interception that Diggs had against the Washington football Mm -hmm. team, he dropped with that crossing route, influenced that throw, put it over the top. Little things that Bobby is doing that's making his defense go. Quandre Diggs, four tackles, one interception, one pass defended. I mean, all he does is pick off Jimmy G. Jimmy G is having nightmares about Quandre. He's always in the right spot at the right time. And again, just appreciate his leadership overall, man. Not a raw, raw, real loud guy. He leaves that for Jamal. But when it's time to make plays and it's time to to step up to the podium, he's always there. Yeah, Quandre's a man, and he can thank his linebacker buddy Bobby Wagner for that interception because Jimmy G was looking that way. He and Bobby got a nice depth on his drop, made Jimmy G throw it higher than he wanted to overshot his uh, receiver. And Bobby Wagner shot a little bounce, got off the ground, and threw it right to Quandre Diggs. But Quandre Diggs, the reason he gets interceptions. Because he's always in the right spot. Yep. When you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're in the right spot, the ball finds you. Uh, last guy, Carlos Dunlap. Bump. He only played seven snaps on Sunday. 
That's crazy. He only played seven snaps, but he mentioned in his post-game press conference, make the most of your opportunity. He did that. He had a sack, which turned into a safety, and then one pass defended, which sealed the Seahawks' uh, victory, and like I said, only seven snaps. You know, and I love his attitude. People trying to get him to say all kinds of stuff in his post-game press conference. He's like, this isn't about me. It's about the team victory. Of course he wants to play more than he's playing, but that's the role he's in. He's embracing it and making the most of his opportunities when he's on the field. So love to see Dunlap playing at a high level. He did not take the bait. Don't take the media bait. All right, <laughs> what, what youngsters, is, watch that Carlos Dunlap interview. <laughs> he, he did not take the bait. What does Nick Saban say? The rat poison? Stay away from yeah. me. <laughs> All right, let's get to this wide receiver roundup. Tyler Lockett at eight targets, seven catches, 68 yards, and a clinching touchdown in the third. DK Metcalf, eight targets, five catches, 60 yards. D. Eskers, three catches, 35 yards in his first NFL touchdown. Rashad Penny had one catch for 27 yards. Freddie Swain, three for 18. Travis Homer, four for 10. And Uncle Will Disley at two for seven. Gerald Everett, tough day at the office, but he is going to bounce back. Four for seven. Penny Hard, one for minus one. Got to get Penny Hard going too, man. Imagine you just sprinkle in a little, a little Penny Hard. There's a lot of speed on this team. Right. He's got to find a way to sprinkle it all in. Absolutely. Yeah, Penny, I think a lot of those, the Seahawks were really trying to execute the quick screen game um, on the outside. They didn't have a ton of success early on, but what I did like was the on the Rashad Penny, I think that was the first time I've seen the Seahawks execute an inside screen, right? Yeah. The first time because the defensive ends are running upfield so so much that like that's exactly what you do when that slows down a pass rush you screen you screen you screen so it was great to see the Seahawks finally execute a screen and not be the opposite way around so big ups to to the great call from Shane Waldron and and Rashad Penny and all those guys up front executing yes sir all right let's get into the coach's corner we're going to break down this play from Russell Wilson he finds Tyler Lockett for a 12-yard touchdown in the third quarter giving them the go-ahead score here comes the blitz Russell steps up he's going to throw one to the end zone got Lockett in the back he's got Touchdown, Seahawks! And that was a perfect pass from Russell Wilson. Over the shoulder, drops in the rainbow to Tyler Lockett for 12 yards and a touchdown. And the Seahawks are rolling. Right now, they take the lead over the Niners, 29-23. Man, this is, there's more to this play than people really understand, Mm -hmm. okay? If you just look at Tyler Lockett's alignment, he's the single side receiver. He's tight to the tackle. What route does Tyler Lockett run 70% of the time? It's the deep cross. So this DB who's over him is like, look, I, I know where he's going. He's going to D. He's going to try to cross my face and run all the way to the other side of the, of the playing field and get the back pylon. So what does Tyler Lockett do? Man, he sells that inside mm. fake so hard, mm. so hard and gets that guy to jump in. What route is he really running, though? He's running a corner route. So now he has a two for one. He's like, look, my typically this alignment is going to tell people or tell DBs, all right, he's going back outside because he's so close to the to the tackle. But because of what Tyler Lockett does, I guarantee you this DB is thinking deep cross. So Tyler Lockett sets him up and leaves space for the corner. Thanks to inside release gets north-south, and then breaks to the back pylon. Russell Wilson drops a dime over the top. There was no – Russell wasn't going anywhere else. Third and six, no. he got the, the matchup that he wanted. He was going to lock it. This right here is a perfect example of this play being set up for weeks. This right. play has been set up for weeks because Lockett loves to run that deep cross. Absolutely. And you, you uh, right before the play in the booth, Paul Moyer, we were all pointing at like, we know this ball's going to lock it, especially the motion DK pre-snap. And that's just to occupy guys, right? And 
Man, this corner, by the way, is Josh Norman, and he just gets cooked yeah. up at the line of scrimmage. It's a great route, and I love it too. Like you said, he's thinking deep cross over the middle. So is the safety behind him. That is what you're thinking on that side of the field. So you're going to even – it's one of those things too is he's so determined. He's playing inside leverage. As a DB, he's like, nope, uh-uh, I am not getting beat inside. So when you get – when you when Tyler tries to stem him inside right off the ball, of course he's going to jump inside and then puts his yep. foot in the ground. And it's actually not even a bad recovery by Norman, but if it was a know. lesser quarterback, maybe that throw's not on the money. But that's what, that's what Russell and Tyler do all day long is drop that right in that bread basket. And he's stride for stride, almost in phase, but just too slow. Those guys have a unique connection, and you love to see it. But, yeah, man, he's a technician running those routes, Bump. Out of lock it. Gotta love it. It's time to get into the greatest formation known to man. Haven't been in it since Halloween against Jacksonville. Victory formation. Let's get it. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Woo! Yes, it has been hey, way I, too long. I... I forgot what that open sounded like. I'm not even going to lie to you. I <laughs> forgot what it sounded like. <laughs> it's been too long. Thank God I, 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 had to, I had to dig through the files to find it to even load it on the board. But, man, <laughs> man, happy to be back where the Seahawks belong. Thriller at Lumen Field, the first win since Halloween, as you mentioned. For the first time in a long time, the Seahawks won time of possession. They held the ball for 33 minutes and 12 seconds to the 49ers, 26-48. And it changed the game. That's what it felt like to possess the ball. That's what it felt like to be in control in the second half. That's what it felt like when you string offensive drives together. So love to see the offense finally get into rhythm and show some of the potential of what they could be moving forward. And they actually ran more plays than the opposite team as well. Mm-hmm. Usually, <laughs> well, we ran like 40-something plays last week, got up to 68 this week. The Niners only ran 56 in the Seahawks special teams, man. When you get a score and a forced turnover on special teams, you should win that game. Your boy Russell Wilson played his best game since injuring his finger. Showed that, look, I still got this. There's still some, some juice left here. Let's get it going. It all starts and ends with Russell Wilson. But you get contributions from special teams. That's big as well. Absolutely. And then it... It's, this is the first time all year all phases help win this game. The Seahawks only won three games prior to that, and maybe it was mainly the offense, mainly the defense, special teams. No, this was a total team effort, all phases of the game, including defense. Quandre Diggs, Bobby Wagner each had interceptions, helped setting up some scoring drives for the Seahawks. So love to see those guys making plays, getting their hands on the ball. And then on offense, Bump, we've talked about this all year, man. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for this offense to be successful. They need to have a lot of targets. They need to get the ball in their hands. So they are targeted 16 times. For, they had 11 receptions among them. So if they're getting targeted between 16 and 18, 20 times, I feel like the Seahawks have a good chance of winning that ball game. Yeah, my number for those dudes are eight apiece at least. Yep. Eight apiece, they need to be targeted. And once again, this defense, man, they just bow up. Bow up, second week in a row, down on the goal line to give these guys a chance. Well, they won the game this week and gave the Hawks a chance to win the game last week. This defense continues to get better. Carlos Dunlap, seven plays, one sack, pass defended. I mean, that's those are the type of things you need to happen. I don't care how many plays you're out there. Just make an impact and do your job. Find a way to win. Absolutely. Love to see it. Carlos Dunlap, maybe the Seahawks will have continue to have success on first and second down, which means you will see a little bit more of Carlos Dunlap on third downs and obvious passing situations. So 
Love it. The Seahawks found a way to go 1-0 and have a chance to go on a little run. They're facing the 2-10 and Houston Texans, so we'll be diving into those guys later this week, Bump. But like we talked about, man, just happy the Seahawks are back on the winning ways. Hopefully they can spark a run and we can keep talking about wins moving forward. I'm all, let's get it done, baby. That's Hawk Talk Recap Edition. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 30-23 to at home. I'm Michael Bumpus. He is Nasa Chobie. Thanks for hollering at us. Talk to you soon.